We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You might hear a little squealing in the background after it ends. <laughs> Damn it, watch the next bubble guppy. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of rotowire.com. I am joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath, our resident MLS experts. Gentlemen, we have six games this weekend. It's been a total mess for those of us who play the season-long FMLS. And uh, JD, you and I were part of a conversation yesterday that I kind of wanted to expand on here. Um, Our good friend Luis Pacheco was asking if uh, this was the time to use a wild card because we've got a number of teams with some big players that are off um, and we've got uh, a few uh, big injuries that, um, namely Sebastian Javinko, although the Toronto was off this weekend anyway. But uh, how many negative points are you will you guys willing to take before you just say forget it? I'm going with a wild card. Me, me personally, or what would my advice be to somebody else? Both. I'm a little stingier with my hits. 
So uh, that said, I don't need to take that many to have a competitive team this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just generically, I would I would be comfortable right now taking a minus twelve, which would be three hits. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you get five transfers this week. Mm-hmm. I think I would rather do that because the round thirty two. I think 12 teams are on by. No, 10 that's teams are on 30. by. What's that? I think that's round, is it round 30? Oh, yeah, round 32. Round yeah. 32, there's uh, 10 teams off. Right. <laughs> two teams on a double game week. No, that's not even true. Holy cow, hold on, sorry. There are 14 teams off, two teams on a double game week. And then that leaves four one, teams on a single game week. One's Houston, so it's like one and a half teams on a double game. <laughs> yeah, and really the other one's Colorado, so the, yeah. their attack is really maybe one and a half games. And then next week everyone's back. So, I mean, that's what I want to save mine for, either going into that week or coming out of it. Right. Because like, you could really be in trouble, even if you set up well, to get those teams that are playing if somebody gets hurt. Right. Uh, I'll if, add that uh, they're... There are eight teams with double game weeks the week before 32, like in 31, heading into the super bye week. So, like, it's... Right. I mean, it just... Maybe when we put it this way, I'd rather take a minus 16 or... I'd even think really hard about a minus 20, perhaps, because if you mess up those two game weeks, whether it's being timid with the the eight-team double game week right before it, or if it's, you know, getting screwed going into the one with a lot of buys, I mean, that could cost you so much ground. Mm-hmm. So I would do everything I could to try and not use my wild card this week. But if if you have to, I mean, you have to. It's it's tough to say unless I'm in your shoes. I, uh, I'm sitting right now 80th overall, which I am, am pretty mad at, and I'm hoping that taking minimal hits this week is going to really help me climb the rankings. Mm. Skylar, you're a little more aggressive at taking hits, aren't you? Yeah, I don't mind taking a hit if I truly feel like the the hit's going to, you know, at least pay for itself and then some or, you know, pay for itself and then uh benefit me the following week, something like that. If I can justify it like that, then I'll I'll gladly take a minus 4, but um this round in general, then yeah, I think um what JD said was was sound advice. I mean, a lot of teams, a lot of players are going to be in the same position, so uh, you know, you're not going to be the only one taking a minus 12, minus 16 if it's necessary. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think you got to hang on to your wild card. Either um, I'm, I'm actually even looking at potentially next round or I think uh, maybe round 30 is another one of the big, or maybe it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's round 31. It's another big double game week. So. Um, round 33, we actually get a universal wild card, so I do think you should look to use it, you know, within the next few rounds, but not uh, not sold on this round right now, just because I think everybody else is going to be in the similar situation, trying to take some hits. So the universal is going into 33. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you still you yeah. still have to shape your team for that really uh, that week where very few teams play, but then coming out of it, you can kind of reset for the final two weeks, two game weeks. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I completely forgot about that. Thank you for mentioning it, Skylar. For sure. The, for some reason, mentally, the, the jump from 12, from the minus 12 to minus 16 is really throwing me off. Like I, 
<laughs> minus 12 seems reasonable, and for some reason minus 16 is just over unreasonable. And minus 20 just seems nuts to me to to take all of that with when you have your wild card. Um, but now I have to convince myself that 16 should be okay since I feel like I was he- I was ready to go 12, I think, for this week. And then when Sasha Kledgeson got the late call, I have to replace him too. But it almost makes it worse because they're home against DC after he gets back. And I'm just like, ugh, like to get rid of him and then have to bring him right back is just... Yeah, right. I mean, right now I have uh, R.J. Allen and Jack Harrison, neither of whom played last week. Uh, Me too. Or Jack Harrison. <laughs> he played off the bench, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, 19 whole minutes. But uh, right now, like, I'm trusting that they're going to be in. Um, I'm re- depending guess. on both of them and Robbie Keane. <laughs> <laughs> and Ola, what the heck happened with Ola Kamara? That's We can talk about that in a little bit. But, I mean, Columbus just took care of business without two of their better players last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Big Adam John revenge game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crew, the crew felt that, that uh, motivated Adam John going against his former team was better than maybe a cold Ola Kamara. Right. I don't know. I had yeah. him too. So a revenge. Did we, Ola. did we talk about the revenge game on the last podcast, Andrew, or is that like one that the only one of all time I failed to mention? Uh, the DC one, the DC no, the Chicago Adam- Adam John. Oh, the Adam John. I don't know if we mentioned that one. <laughs> I don't know if anybody really could see that coming. I guess he did pop off the bench uh, recently with a goal, but <laughs> he hasn't really been getting too much playing time, so kudos to anybody you, that saw yeah. it coming. <laughs> Nobody Those saw usually... that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge games usually don't slip past my uh, my view, though. I have a, a wide view when it comes to revenge games. Well, Almost a radar. Let's jump into this week because it kicks off with a huge revenge game. Boom. Anybody? Patrick, Patrick Mullins? Mullins. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for big time revenge of the, t- the club that just <laughs> tossed him to the side too. Coming off a hat trick. Coming yeah. off a hat trick? Oh man. I don't know. If you if you don't uh, captain this guy in FMLS, I think you're just doing it all wrong. <laughs> no. Might not be a bad move. <laughs> um how do you guys I, I kind of uh part of me wanted to just talk about the slate as a whole, but let's at least go through these games. But uh NYCFC, like, can we expect Harrison back in? It was it, it was weird to me that he sat. Maybe just because I assume that nineteen year olds just have endless energy and you shouldn't ever need to be rested. Um, one of my favorite stats from the last game was he came off the bench and I think I saw that he had eight touches and six crosses of those. Like of those eight, all he was doing was crossing, um, and wow. it was to the point where you thought. New York City FC had like five seven-footers in the box, and they have basically nobody who's that size. But um, do you think Harrison gets back in the lineup this week? And if so, like how heavy are you going on New York City hosting D.C. United? Um, well, to the first question, I think he probably does. Sometimes it's just good to let a young player kind of sit and watch for once. You Maybe you want to kind of show them something they haven't maybe been seeing when they're on the field all the time. Um, just give some other guys a chance. I mean, Steven Mendoza stepped up and scored. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just good to give give some players a break. And New York City FC is actually, they kind of have some interesting depth, if not like good depth. I guess you could argue either way. So it's good to get them out on the field sometimes. I think Harrison will be back. Um, but I wouldn't load up on NYCFC guys. DC United have been playing uh, 
decently of late. So who knows? It's it's going to be a good game. I noticed that um, Jurgen Klinsmann was in attendance for the last NYCFC game. I thought maybe he'd call Tommy Mack in. <laughs> and uh, Tommy Mack outplayed probably everyone on NYCFC mm-hmm. last game. But I guess I guess not. He'll have to wait. Yeah. Ireland has a spot for him, though, after uh, Robbie Keane's retirement. So we better hurry up and cap him. Mm, that'd be a seamless transition, too. <laughs> um, who, who do you guys like from the D.C. side? Because New York City FC have proven to be pretty... Uh, I don't even want to call it leaky at home because that almost gives them more credit than they deserve. So, uh, is it is it Mullins? How about uh, Lucho Acosta? I've mm-hmm. been calling his breakout game, and he had a goal and three assists. Yeah, great game. Really good game. He's just really good. Yeah, I like hey. all the I like all the DC options. I like Acosta. I like Mullins. I like Sam. Um, even Patrick Nyarko, who's about a thousand bucks or more or less than all those guys, he had a good game too. So. Um, DC is kind of in a position right now where they're pretty much playing for that last playoff spot in the East. I think it's uh, down to them in Orlando right now. Still a lot of time left, but that's kind of what the the playoff picture is shaping up to be. So um, they've got some guys stepping up, and and it's hard to choose which one's going to have a, a big game. But I think all of those guys can, you can consider. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't count out Columbus. They they have a game in hand, and if they win that one, they'll only be two back from Orlando, three back from DC United. Yeah, yeah, still a lot to to play for. Even the revs are kind of in the mix, but they've just been they've been awful lately. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Can I make a Patrick Nyarko comment? Please. He was forty eight hundred dollars last week. Ended up with thirty two DraftKings points. Uh, how did everybody that was using Jimmy Madronda do last week? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ended up with a red card, right? He did get sent off. Yeah, not not. Sure, uh, too many people are still on that train. I think that's that one's passed. But he's so active, even <laughs> though he's a defender. He has so much upside. He was for that nice uh, four or five game spurt. So that was a, a and, fun, uh, a fun ride it, while it lasted. But and who said that wasn't going to continue? <laughs> <laughs> we'll give credit where credit's due. All right. But you didn't. Uh, you weren't on the money Madrona train when it was happening, though. So. Because I knew it was going to come screeching to a halt. I don't know if it was a screeching halt. I, th- I mean, he was. It was close to seven or eight games in a row that he was pretty good. I was just trying to cool off the hype train. I mean, to, Money Madronda has never been a must play. Hmm. If you hit the roulette wheel like three times on the same number, that doesn't mean that it's a a good number to put your your life savings on. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. I think it's as fantasy goes, and you gotta ride the hot hand, so to speak. As cheesy as that sounds, and he was hot, and he was, you know, fairly priced at that point, and his price jumped, and then he started cooling off. So it was kind of a kind of went hand in hand. I think that was the right time to to jump off the train about that that point. Hmm. Now we go to Cordell Cato. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, Patrick Nyarko, we can we can settle on that. Okay, okay. Uh let's go to the next game. We've got Vancouver hosting the Red Bulls. It looked like it was going to be a big Red Bulls game. Uh they have uh Kledgeton away now. We may not have uh Luis Robles, although the odds that he 
actually sits are pretty low, but apparently he's questionable. Uh, how do you think the midfield lines up without uh, Kledgeton? It sounds like Dax McCarty might come back. So theoretically, Sean da- could Sean Davis play the the Kledgeton role or um, do they move Gonzalo Verón in and in to the inside? Like, How do you think the Red Bulls make up for Kledgeton's absence? I think Sean Davis could, uh, and maybe him and Felipe could kind of both pop in and out of that role and mm-hmm. into the, you know, kind of exchange. Yeah, they have, uh, I mean, Damari and Royer both got in last game, and they could contribute to the attack as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think it seems like Felipe's stepped up in the past in that in that role. Um, I could see it happen again. So I think Verone will be involved. Um I don't know. He's such a frustrating player from yeah. a fan's standpoint. I mean, seems like we've kind of uh, touted him or at least like thrown him out there as a player to consider all season, but he just hasn't done much at all. So, Did, Fli- um, did Felipe have that hat trick earlier? This- was it a hat trick that he had? Or he had a goal? It was and at least two, two goals. Two goals and an assist or something like that. That was a game that I think Kledgeton didn't play because I remember one of the goals was a free kick. Um, I don't think that necessarily means that Kleshin wasn't playing. Oh, okay. But, um, I mean, you could be on to something mm. there. I'm not yeah, positive. I'll have to, I'm sure I'll forget as soon as we finish this podcast, <laughs> or even in th- about three minutes. Uh, let's go to the Vancouver side, because they're missing uh, quite a number of players as well. Uh, Christian Bolaños, who uh, was out last week because of a red card suspension, he's away on international duty. Giles Barnes is out. Blas Perez is out. David... Uh, yeah, Edgar's out, De Jong's out, and there's somebody else that I'm missing. Um, I don't know who it is, but uh, so that's a, a lot of t- players that um, that normally play that do not that that are not going to uh, play. So, is there a thought that they can somehow get some production out of these guys who are going to come off the bench? I mean, theoretically, we could see Nicholas Mosquita, Christian Takara. Um, those are probably the two that I feel like would slot in for Bolaños and Barnes. Is there anybody else you guys are thinking of? Eric Hurtado. 4,300 had a decent game at LA last week. Um, he's probably going to start again. I mean, he had like five or six shots. So I think that was kind of, um, you know, getting him back, getting him mixed back in before this run of games without, or I guess just one game without. Mm-hmm. several of their attackers but yeah Eric Hurtado at home even though it's against the Red Bulls um, I think for that price I'm going to look at his way if he starts again GD uh, I'm really hoping we get to see an extended appearance from Alfonso Davies mm-hmm. he is 2800 as a defender even though he's kind of a at the very least a normal midfield midfielder if not an attacking midfielder so I'm going to be watching this game closely for value plays because we have him, we have some potential guys on the Red Bulls side, their recent signings, so that should be interesting. And it's probably, you know, finding the right plays in this game could very well set you up for, for success or not because the rest of the slate's a little bit tough. Mm-hmm, hmm Yeah, the, there's going to be a lot of names that a lot of people haven't seen before because of all these international absences. Um, let's move on to... The Revs hosting the Rapids. Uh, the Rapids will be without Tim Howard, and Jermaine Jones is still out, so 
that doesn't matter. Gashi is away as well. Um, and the Revs pretty much have everybody because none of them have been good enough to make any sort of international waves. Uh, do you guys think this is the game that Kai Kamara breaks out? Little Kai Kamara hat trick with three assists from Lee Wynn? I do. I actually think that he does uh, finally, at least, I don't know if he's going to break out, but at least score a goal again. Like, how long has it been since he's scored? Like, three years. Seems like, yeah, seems like it's been forever. But the he has, Revs, like, eight goals this year. Right, <sighs> but it's been, he's in a drought. I mean, it's, uh, Six of them were with the, the crew, though, right? I think he's the crew's, still the crew's second highest leading scorer. <laughs> Ola Kamara then Kai Kamara. You're right. You're think, actually right. Yeah, he yeah. is the crew's second yeah. highest score. Yeah. Um Thank I don't you, know. Ola Kamara, I mean, for soccer or some soccer. Feels like these two teams, like the Revs, they need this game a ton. I mean they're if they lose this one, they they're borderline about to be out of playoff contention because most They're already have, done. <laughs> They're just about there. Like this is probably it for them. So that's why I feel like Kamara, even some of the other players. Um, I hate to hate to say it, but I feel like you gotta at least look at Lee Wynn, maybe even uh, Kellen Rowe this game, Chris Tierney. So I don't know. I feel like the the Rapids have actually been a little bit of a lull lately too. So I think the the Revs might be in a decent spot this this week especially with the revs or with the rapids missing some players. You should just PayPal me your money if you're going to play Lee Win this week. <laughs> hey, he's below 7,000 now. It's super tempting. Oh. You know you know who Kai Kamara has more goals than? Uh Giovanni Dos Santos, Clint Dempsey, Didier Drogba, David Akam. Mhm. All with the crew. <laughs> That's the problem. Um well, New England is terrible. So, do you think they so actually can the shut people... out Colorado, though? Uh, maybe. Sebastian Latou doesn't yeah, back on the East Coast. Colorado's attack doesn't uh, strike me as something to you know a fearsome attack. Okay. So, yeah, I could see New England again with their backs against the wall, putting in a solid performance on both ends and getting a, a clean sheet. Yeah, I think we all expected the Red Bulls to hang like five goals on New England last week. So, mm-hmm. okay, I didn't get to watch too much of that, but it seems like they they were capable. They held them to one. Yeah, I think there were a few, there were a few BWP instances that should have been goals. That <laughs> the expected no. goals number was higher than than the final score line. That's classic BWP with much higher expected goals than actual goals. Right. Right. Except, you know, the year he played with Thierry Henry and tied the record. Mm. Is there really nobody from Colorado you like? I mean, that's okay if it is, but... It's so tough. I mean, Marlon Harrison's probably going to be a... Well, he's gotten a little expensive, but... Yep. I wish they'd let Zach Pfeffer play. I like Zach Pfeffer, and he's only 3,000. But I don't think he's played a single minute this year. Do you think Dylan Powers takes corners for the takes the two corners they win and <laughs> remark birch i i think it's powers yeah because he's not really a guy that likes to get involved uh on set pieces like going for the ball mm-hmm. he much prefer prefers to stay out of the action i think okay okay mark birch was going to get to the jimmy madronda levels for skyler if he hadn't gotten taken off set pieces <laughs> I've, I've come around on Mark Birch. 
What's that? I, I gave Skylar a really hard time for Mark Birch earlier in the season, and that's when I'll give him some credit for because I uh, it took me a couple extra games of watching him, but I've I've come around on Mark Birch. Oh, there we go. Yeah, unfortunately, his price keeps jumping up. He's almost 5000 now, which Yikes. I liked him a lot more when he was like the 4000 to 4300 range. Yeah. Yeah, but. he does enough though that I that's not a price that I wouldn't pay in the right matchup and this could be the right matchup. Hmm. Yeah. I don't really I just don't like either of these teams, so it's tough to have a strong opinion on it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as far as Birch goes, just that 4700 if you're especially if a guy like Alfonso Davies like JD mentioned earlier, I mean that's a value you've got to stick in even if he gets you two or three points, which I think if he starts, he could he could at least get you like five, but um, there's going to be some value to be had on this slate, and I don't know, paying 4700 for Birch on the road is maybe a little much for me. Yeah, how about Zach McMath, though? He's 3800 and he's actually the league leader in goals allowed goals per allowed 90, per I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and side note, the one player that DraftKings has ever adjusted due to like injury or absence is apparently Tim Howard. Like <sighs> usually they would just leave his price up there at like four thousand five hundred or something. Right. But they they put him down at min price. Like I don't understand why just for him and they're not diligent with every mm-hmm. single other player. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone paying sixty four hundred for Chris Tierney? Possibly. Okay. He's been doing well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Taking, uh, I can't, taking pretty much I can't every remember, corner pick. I can't remember a time when I played Chris Tierney this year and was happy with it. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I ended up, I don't know how I ended up in this spot, but basically I had a utility spot for somebody in that price range. This was a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was between, ended up being between Tierney and Madonna and ended up on Madonna. And just Tierney ended up of about 13 points, I think, which is kind of what he's been, I guess, besides this past game against the Red Bulls, is about what he's been putting up. So um, He went through a long stretch where he was super disappointing, and I feel like the games that he does good in are not very predictable. I think it was because yeah. he lost free kicks. It was after yeah, his in- injury. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think Wynn took over most of those set pieces and then uh, if you look at the past, other than this Red Bulls game where he had four crosses, before that he had 11, 14, and 16. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, he's pretty much like Wynn is basically standing at the corner and then he'll drop the ball and Tierney runs over and takes it. Like, it's like that. <laughs> like, at some point, and then somebody said, hey, Chris has got to take all of these. So, mm-hmm. great. Uh, let's move on to Chicago hosting Philadelphia. Chicago will be without David Akam, who's away. Um, there was also some talk today. Today is also transfer deadline day for uh, the rest of the world. But uh, Akam, or the MLS, I guess, turned down th- $3 million from FC Nantes, in, which is probably not how you say it, in League Un for David Akam. So I'm not sure how this team would be without him anyway, but we're going to find out this weekend. Is there a name on the roster, on the fire roster that you guys like? playing at home against Philadelphia who are basically full except for Bedoya. I guess it's Goosens because mm-hmm. he's going to have to bear the brunt of the attacking and creating responsibilities. 
Um, you would hope that everything would run through him, and he would maybe set up uh, a guy like Seleniak or Deliu up top. Um, I don't know that I would trust that, though. Like, I'm probably not buying much fire because I think the Union are such a good team. Mm. I'll, uh, Andre Blake is out as well. Um, so I'm not sure that really changes much for me. That kind of yeah, helps. Oh, they adjusted his price down, too. Hmm. I could take a stab at a guy like Deleu or Selignac if, you know, if my uh, final forward slot came down to about that 4,700 to 5,000 range, which is what both those guys are priced at. Um, Selignac's done well for him lately. I mean, he's been, I think he scored a goal a couple games ago, and then aside from that, he's had, uh, he's been getting off shots for him, drawing fouls, that that type of thing. So for 5,000 bucks, um, at home, I wouldn't mind rolling either of those guys out. Just mm-hmm. kind of a GPP dart throw, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think um, Seleniak was in like almost every one of my soccer columns last year back when I would kind of wax poetic about all the different lineup combinations we could make instead of write up some straight picks. But uh, he was always, hey, if you want a cheap forward, Colorado has this guy. <laughs> um, he's okay. I think he he's a little underrated in terms of like his hold up play and kind of ability to to dish it off kind of cheekily and set some of the other guys up running off of him. So maybe that is a goosens. Um, as far as Delio, I I still kind of like him. His price is a little high for what he's been doing, but um, I wish we had some audio of all the direct messages Skyler has sent us about Delio in the past. <laughs> Month and I always half put him so. on the, the wrong slate. He had 18 points this past <laughs> weekend, and of course, I don't have any exposure to him. Well, he was much more attractive at 3,000 than he was at whatever he's at now. Right, right. Uh, all the regular guys from Philly, Barnetta. Um, I mean, is there who else are you going after that? And Barnetta. So, um, I mean, you have to go Barnetta. Yeah. But Pontius has been really good this year. So mm-hmm. is uh, Alberg. Sounds so... like Ilsenio might be back too. Yeah, Ilsenio is like the only guy in this offense that you're at the risk of getting a total goose egg. Mm-hmm. Which it's, I mean, but he also has that upside to get the, what, 43 points he had once earlier this season. So Yeah, he actually tough. did have a goose egg in his last appearance. So, and he I did didn't have, even know uh, that. Yeah, and he did have a 40-pointer or something like that. So it's like, I don't know. when he was, I think when he had that big uh, breakout game, he was, he was priced at around 3000 So it was much easier to take a risk with him at that price. Now he's 4500 Not sure if I'd take a risk like that again. Mm-hmm. I think I'd, if he fit into my lineup like I needed someone in that range, I would use him for sure if he starts going against Chicago. Right. I mean, the Union are arguably one of the best teams right now, just in terms of form. Mm-hmm. So a- anybody in that attacking front four is, like, golden. I mean, Alberg's box score is kind of crazy right now on DraftKings. I'm looking at it, and he has played twenty five or 28 minutes or less in four straight games, and he has 23 points, 7 points, 1 point, 16 points. Hmm. Like, he's Super averaging self. what... He's yeah, he's averaging what you would want out of a a mid-priced starter. Right. So why isn't he starting? <laughs> uh cuz 
Barnetta took over the number 10 role yeah. when Bedoya came in. Because I mean, yeah. Barnetta really kind of struggled at staying home defensively when he was in that defensive midfield role. Um, he was kind of giving up some pretty bad chances to the other teams because he would just kind of get forward irresponsibly. So it's much better, I think, to have him where he is now. And if that has to make Alberg a, a super sub, I guess that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next game, Dallas hosting Portland. Dallas has kind of the guy, all the guys that I feel like you would go after are there. Um, and pretty much the same with Portland, except maybe Alvis Powell. Is there anybody missing? Am I missing somebody? Nagby. But are you, were you really going to take Nagby? Yeah, I mean, he's such a good price, but he's not a guy I normally play, no. Yeah. Um, so how, who who do you like more between Diaz and Valeri in this one? These are pretty much your two favorite midfielders, J.D. <laughs> That's so mm-hmm. true. That's why it's hard. It's like making me pick between my children. That's right. Um, Maybe Diaz I, for the Sabres. Yeah, I want to say Diaz. He's at home. But I just feel like Portland kind of had a little bit of a coming out party last week, and Audi might be back, it looks like, uh, just in terms of form. So they they need a good run here to ensure themselves a playoff spot. So, But Dallas need a good run to ensure themselves supporter shield. I'm looking forward to this game. And yeah. uh, in, a, in an upset, I think I'd, I'd prefer to have Valeri if the price were the same, but I have to take that savings at uh, – $1,300. I think yeah. g- given the forward options for like the Saturday slates are basically throwing out David Villa pretty much. I think you could play both of them and be fine. I think you could play both of them and Barnetta actually, and probably be okay. Like you're probably right. You're... Cause we'll be able to use like Alan Gordon, right? <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, you could get away with like, if Klinsman doesn't call him in. Yeah. I think you get away with Kudo or Jetterson or Botang maybe in the later game. Like I think, yeah. I think there are other forwards that could shockingly pay off more than Kai Kamara. That I mean, like it's really just Kamara and BWP, right? I guess Adi. The two Kamaras, yeah. Oh, the two, BWP. Yeah, I mean, if Robbie are... King plays, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, you're not. You're not passing on Javinko or David Villa. Yeah, so. it's but it's weird because Kevin Doyle is down there, and so is CJ Sapong in mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. 6,600, 6, and they both have good matchups. Yep, yep. I mean, they're on the road, but, I mean, those are two guys that can score. You have Mike Grella against a Vancouver team that's missing, like you said, like six or seven guys. Yeah. So I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. This week's going to be very strange, and – if you're not going to be able to be by your phone for this, uh, yeah, it's going to be ugly. I guess three and a half hours, then you can sit back after the ten thirty lineup lock. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> yep. One quick, uh, one more quick note on Valeri. Uh, um, one takeaway from this the game this past weekend is that Jack Jewsberry was mm-hmm. taking all the corner kicks. Yep. Um, Valeri was still over free kicks. I think that's how he had got at least one of his assists. But um, Jewsberry's taken or he took three corner kicks and Valeri took zero so that's kind of uh factoring into my decision making process if it comes down to a guy like Valeri or Diaz 
Uh, Valeria used to take all the corner kicks, but looks like Jewsbury might have a, a lion's share of them now. He's also if not Jewsbury nearly as cheap. If Jewsbury even plays. Would he not play? Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, Jewsbury's not a guy that's been in the starting lineup when everyone's healthy, so I don't think he's a guy that's, like, guaranteed to continue getting minutes. Yeah, he's been playing a lot lately, though. Yeah. And I think with some of their absences, I think he'll be in. Yeah, definitely, but I, it just all depends. I don't I don't think I'm going to not take Valeri just because I think that Jewsbury's going to poach some of his chances. But, yeah, maybe if you have to pick just one of him or Diaz, that might tilt the scales. I like $3,200 Jewsbury a lot more than the current 4100 Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely not saying uh... – Target Jewsbury. I mean, on a Sunday slate, two or three game Sunday slate, then yeah, he's a he's a fine play. But just throwing it out there, you know, Valeri's fantasy appeal got a slight hit to it with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's still a boss, whether he's taking corners <laughs> or not. That's my oh, opinion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> still a boss, but a few more points off of his uh, total. Who do you guys like between Rudy and uh, Barrios? I think I like a Rudy a little bit more. Let's see what's the price difference closer. between those two. Closer to goal. <laughs> yeah, he's closer to goal. I think he's a little bit more dangerous too. Um, yeah. Rudy's uh, to f- $1,500 more, 71 to 56 I'm trying to think which facet of the Timbers' defense is more um, discouraging, their center backs or their the fullback on Barrios' <laughs> yeah, side. Exactly. and. I think both are, so I it's guess I would probably, yeah, I guess I might go Barrios if you need the savings. Mm-hmm. A Rudy just seems like a really poor value at 7,100. That's what I was thinking. But I also, Barrios isn't a guy that I target that often. He's like, he's a guy that usually I leave a, the utility spot open kind of going going into the later games, and if I'm losing in a tournament, I'll pop him in there because he has some potential. But I I don't think I really plan for Berrios that often. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a Mike Grella. I almost never plan for Mike Grella. <laughs> but he sometimes finds my way in as a pivot, mm-hmm. his way in as a pivot. Right. Yeah, the, the Timbers back line is interesting. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure who starts... Um, Steven Taylor has an own goal in the USL and the MLS <laughs> this uh, this year, which is impressive. Since he started, he's played like four games. Yeah, I was gonna say he came back, he came in August. Um, yeah, I think we'll see either Chris Cludie maybe or uh, what if what if uh, Jewsbury could even fill that role? Yeah, he could do he that. Probably could. Yeah. You also have Vitaltis. Yeah, I assume he'll start. Yeah, right. definitely. Um, and then the the Dallas fullbacks are kind of a rotation as well. We could see Harris or Hollingshead, Figueroa probably. Um, Good thing Harris is still a midfielder. He's been a midfielder since DFS was invented. <laughs> He's in a, He invented the Jimmy Madronda midfielder or <laughs> defender as a midfielder. He's played some that forward is... at times, though, so maybe they should give him the, the little midfield forward designation. <laughs> it endlessly frustrates me. Every week he lines up as a fullback, basically, and it, he never has been changed. 
Yeah. And FC Dallas is a team you want to target a lot in daily fantasy. Right. So I just then I'm stuck using like their one other fullback, Maynard Figueroa or Hollings Head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who, as you said, does a lot of really good things once. <laughs> Who's that, Hollings Head? Yeah. <laughs> like, he does a lot of things once. <laughs> That's usually a stat sheet. It's like one, two, one, two, yep. one, one, one. Uh-huh. And a yellow card that ruins it. I um, love Hollingshead, though. I mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily in fantasy, although I've written him up as much as like any other defender this year, I think. <laughs> and he hasn't played most of those times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just like him as a, a real-life player, definitely. Mm. Uh, let's go to the final game. We've got the Galaxy hosting the crew. The Galaxy... May have Robbie Keane, who scored quite a good goal today for in his last appearance for Ireland. So he's now flying back nice. um, to hopefully play on Saturday in L.A. Uh, Steven Gerrard, I believe, is out or unlikely to play. They are now going to, I guess, rely on Dos Santos to lead the line. Mike McGee. Alan Gordon. Uh, Gordo. Gordo? Yeah, Zardes is out, so... Yeah, oh yeah, and Zardes could be out for the year, it sounds like. Hey, you know what would have been cool? If they just let Jack McBean get some playing time in the big leagues instead of loaning him to whatever Champions League or... No, <laughs> I guess it was even below that, right? League oh, One. League Yeah. Not League One. <laughs> no, no, not League One. <laughs> <laughs> League One. <laughs> League One, yes. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to have him. He tore USL apart before he got loaned, mm-hmm. and uh, they just didn't think they'd have room for him. But he's probably already a, a better talent than Alan Gordon at this point. And with Zardis out, yeah, they could have got him in there. But they also could get Jose Villarreal, Bradford mm-hmm. uh, Jameson. Mm-hmm. They still have the a fourth. lot of young, talented kids that Bruce Arena is not playing, and that's frustrating. Raul yeah. Mendiola. Yeah, yep. Mendiola looked really good. I uh, saw him in some, I think it was the Open Cup. Yeah, um, he's he, he's actually awesome. Yeah, he's if he's if he ever gets a start um, on a DFS slate, he's minimal price, so he, he'd probably find his way into some lineups. <laughs> um, Boateng has been starting, though, and he's, he's 4,500, so he might get another start with all the um, absences in L.A.'s attack. He's worth a look against uh, Columbus <laughs> defense at home. Um, and yeah, if Keane starts, then I think that he's a, a great play, even though you're paying up for him. Um, the problem is Keane. the problem is if you if you put him in the the late pivot for you know if this is the last game, so right. the only way you can pivot is really Ola, right? Or yeah, because yeah. Santos. The, if it's a utility, I guess you go Dos Santos, but put him in yeah. the utility and then pop in some Justin Miram, except he's going to be out, I guess. Yeah, huh? he, yeah, Miram's gone. Uh, well, so. I needed to plug my Miram call from last <laughs> week. So that was that was the only way I could do it. That was a good one. Um, and then Nigel De Jong is gone now. Um, so I fire guess, up Big Red, yeah, and Baggio who sit Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, the strongest defensive midfield in Major League Soccer there. Uh, and uh, Van Dam is out, so I guess we could see some Leonardo maybe. Or do they <laughs> do they move De La Garza to center back and start Cole and oh, Rogers on the no. outside? Leonardo, Leonardo started last week. One of the, my least favorite MLS players to watch. <laughs> um, 
this is going to be a weird lineup if Keane doesn't return and Gerard is unable to play as well. Yeah, I would honestly consider going heavy on Columbus if all of these players that are questionable don't play. Mm-hmm. I mean, Columbus needs the points. They're motivated. They're healthy now. Um, yeah, Miriam being out is a big loss for I was, them. But... I was going to say, how, how heavy can you even go, though? Is it just Kamara, Iguain, and... Well, I mean, I think you play. could play Cedric or um, okay. Mabwati or whoever gets on the wing there I think wouldn't be a bad choice. Uh-huh. They might even play Hector Jimenez on the wing, which has been known to happen. I think they um, have to play him at fullback because a fool is out. Yeah, I mean, they have what? Which wouldn't be Waylon bad, I guess, Francis but... and Corey Ash. Corey Ash, yeah. Who have kind of been playing more on the – they both kind of play this right, one would... side, though. Yep. Uh, yeah, Corey Ash be is tough. such a fantasy tease. <laughs> One great game last year for Orlando, and I was just—I get—I feel like I, he just robs me every time. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So after all, what uh, everything you said about the Galaxy being good defensively at home this time of year, you're now going heavy on the crew. Uh, well, first of all, Yellow Van Dam is out, which is huge. <laughs> And then Nigel DeYoung is out, which, I mean, that's... So at least they'll I, play with 11, though. It won't be 83 <laughs> minutes of playing with 10. That's true. I, I was saying earlier uh, that Nigel DeYoung, I think, wasn't even a, a top-half MLS midfielder. Mm-hmm. Maybe defensive midfielder. Defensive midfielder, even, yeah. Yeah, this year, um, just because MLS has a lot of really good defensive midfielders. I mean, San Jose alone has Godoy and Alashe, and I could rattle off just a ton more... Almost every team has a, a really solid defensive midfielder. So I don't think De Jong was worth it at all. Um, but look at the alternatives. And in that regard, he was valuable for Los Angeles just because now they have to play Baggio Husidic. That's a bad thing? I think it's a bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> hey, we got to uh... – if we're talking L.A. defense, we at least got to give a shout to Robbie Rogers. Came back with 11 crosses this wow. past weekend. I didn't realize it was that many. I don't, yeah, I don't even know if he's had that many ever. <laughs> so, uh, Does it feel like Vancouver are allowing a lot of crosses lately? Um, I'll have to dig into the numbers. Maybe I'll tweet out something about it. But it really seems like the last couple of uh, – like people have been like wow they had a lot of crosses it's been against vancouver i did i was part of some conversation i forget where it was about crosses and whether uh crosses allowed is even something worth considering that it really ends up being the team the teams that they happen to be playing are just high crossing teams and not necessarily that they are good at allowing crosses but May have to uh, dig into I that. definitely it's way more on the attacking team, but I think there's circumstances where teams are just really good at defending the center of the field. Right. So I'm I think you have to look at it on kind of a team by team basis. It it's definitely not easy to stick a just one set of rules to. Mm-hmm. Like San Jose is gonna throw in a lot of crosses no matter what. Right. But if I were playing the Portland Timbers and I could keep it towards the outside of the field and just throw some balls into the box right now, I would strongly consider it because Steven Taylor might just head one into the <laughs> net. <four. laughs> you get an extra attacker? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
No, I mean, it's just like Columbus. Columbus is a team that I would definitely um, cross a lot on because they're not good in the air defensively. Mm -hmm. Steve Clark's not good at handling crosses. Uh, Michael Parkhurst is like one of the least physically imposing center backs there's been in MLS in a while. So that's a team that I would definitely throw it into the box a lot on. Robbie Rogers, the light bulb just went off too. It's a revenge game for him. Playing his old team, the crew. <laughs> <laughs> There's the revenge game plug of the week. That's that's so long ago. Is that even considered a revenge game? Yeah, I don't know if you can consider that a revenge game. <laughs> Skyler we'll... had zero kids back when that was a revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll plug, we'll plug now he in. has like 30. That's right. I don't know if it, if it uh, goes above Mullins' revenge game. But those might be the only two of the week, which is a little disappointing, I suppose. I need to think of some more. There has to be more. I don't know. We'll look into it. Maybe you can write it up in your picks column. We'll just have a revenge <laughs> section. Can I just, like, only write revenge games now? Sure, that yeah. my column? Yeah. Revenge games. <laughs> or at we'll least just throw that in as, uh, you know, part of why you should pick a player. It's a revenge game. We should just, yeah, we'll just make it a list. We'll do the odds report, we'll do expected corner takers, and then revenge picks. Great idea. Yeah, done. Everybody will win money for, with us. Thanks. Oh, wait, this is a Maxi Arudi revenge week. How did <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. There it is. There it is. The light bulb went off. Mm -hmm. I told you guys I'd find another one. That's right. Forget uh, that Michael Berrios. I shouldn't have even had that Arudi Berrios conversation because... Now with revenge on his side, there's no stopping a Rudy now. True, I switched my vote. Hmm, okay. Um, let's stop the revenge talk because uh, we're at the end of the schedule. So, um, yeah, like we have said a few times, make sure you check these lineups because we're going to see some interesting names, probably with threes on their salary, which will be nice uh, to open up some some cap elsewhere. So um, you guys have anything left that you want to touch on, before, either – DFS or FMLS? Actually, let me think, let me ask one more FMLS question because Javinko is now going to be out for possibly four weeks, which kind of opens this up a little bit. Like this makes it a little more interesting. It. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the top captain play this weekend? I have Via. Hmm. Yeah, I think Via is going to be the most popular captain pick. I don't know if he's going to be mine yet. I'm still still tinkering with it. Mm -hmm. Do you have him yeah, already? I wish I had Kleshton. It would probably be be him but now i mean if he played i wish because i do have him yeah same <laughs> oh man i think valeria diaz make an interesting argument though definitely i was thinking morrow was second yeah but via probably is the number one mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's gonna be tough mm -hmm. i need to figure out what i'm gonna do just in terms of my transfers definitely I think if we knew Keen was playing, he'd be up there too. But yes, you never know. I with think him. you're right. And by Good the way, uh, there's one game tomorrow night. So if yeah. you're playing FMLS and you're like, "Oh, when, tonight's Wednesday. There's no games. I'm good. I don't need to figure out my lineup till Friday or Saturday." No, you need to get him in by seven o'clock tomorrow. Yep. JD, are you hanging on to Ola tomorrow? Or are you gonna ship him out? Uh it. I think I'm going to hang on to him just because I, I don't want to take the hit right now. Right. Almost have to by default just with all the other guys missing out. Right. Like, I need to get Javinko and Kleshton out, and uh, 
I think I can sit Ladero. You have Piatti too, don't take, you? And not take a hit. Well, wait, I have Kleshton, Javinko, and... Yeah, those are the only two I need to replace their spots because Harrison wow. bumps in, Brian Rowe bumps in, and I transferred out Piotti and Drogba last week. Mm. Uh, so I set up really nicely for this week before these injuries. Like, I literally wouldn't have had to make any transfers to uh, to fill, like, missing spots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might have been the only one of the only people that was in that situation, but now I'm I'm back in the same boat as everybody else, of course. <laughs> yeah, I have three guys. But my guys boat is sinking going. a little bit less than everybody else, I guess. <laughs> I think this is I a hope, week, JD. I think this is a week you make a huge move. I hope so. I hope it forces everybody to play their wild card, and if it does that, I'll be happy staying put and just having that wild card in hand for later. Yeah. Because if anyone, whoever uses their wild card, their lineup's going to be a lot better than mine. Maybe. Like, I, I mean, I feel like I, there are not that many guys who could Bonetta, like explode. Yeah, I I have to have Jack Harrison in and Ola Kamara, which I would never have ideally right now. Right. But um, yeah, my defense is just a a bunch of the cheap guys because I got rid of Van Dam, I guess like a month ago. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking. So, like, yeah, it's going to be tough. I'm just thinking you're not going to have. You're, you, it's not like you're li- forced to like miss out somehow on like a Javinko game. Like nobody has Javinko, nobody has Piatti, Ladero, Kaká. Like these are like the bigger scoring guys that like nobody has. So I'm, the yeah. n- not having to take a hit, I feel like, is like a plus. But if you're going to use your wild card, you're you're filling it with guys who don't really have the humongous upside that that you want to get. Yeah, I still might take a hit. Now that I'm thinking about it, because if I, instead of benching Ladero, if I transfer him out for whoever, Mauro Diaz or Valeri, like, I'll probably bring both of them in. Yeah. And then in that case, certainly one of them is four points better than Jack Harrison. Mm-hmm. And then I can even switcheroo someone with Harrison. Wow. That's impressive. Oh, this humongous <laughs> red box with the white exclamation point by Kledgeton's name is so <laughs> frustrating <laughs> if i didn't have another reason to hate jürgen klinsman hey, real if, quick too if uh if you guys have a uh, guy like ignacio piotti or kaka on your team see if you can hang on to him next week or into next week because they've, they're both on a double game week so might take some might have to get creative to do it but um would be worth your while and trying to hang on to him instead of using a transfer if you can mm-hmm True, mm-hmm. but if you have Didier Drogba, don't bother. Right, I was I was thought about mentioning him too, but I think he's uh, he might even be de- dealing with a hamstring or something too. So other than just his, his poor play lately, man, I hate him. It's a good thing that Orlando game is at home because he wasn't going to play if it was at Orlando. Definitely not. In fact, I'm looking now. Last game of the season is at New England, and that's definitely Ooh. that's turf. Oh, and oh, oh. And his game week 31 double game week at Orlando. There you go. Wow. Not playing and this that one. one. There's only three days in between the games, and now they have Mancosu, so I don't know that he's guaranteed to play two of this double game week. Yeah. Whoever stuck around to listen to us talk about this FMLS for like 10 minutes, kudos to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut this off. Uh, guys, thank you for all the advice. For those listening, thank you for listening, and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody.
Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/slash soccer. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. See? It's soft. Smooth ends, no flyaways, shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon, only from John Frieda. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.